Hello, I'm Savannah Padilla, and you are listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by the students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of the effects of commercial fishing on the Great Lakes and the way it shaped sport fishing today, but I want to specifically focus on Lake Michigan. I grew up in the small Wisconsin suburb called Pewaukee, located 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee. My mom would take my brother and I down to the lakefront to a place called Veterans Park that sort of jetted out into Lake Michigan. From the time I could walk and talk to about nine years old, I convinced myself that Lake Michigan was in fact the ocean. I've seen a lake before. My hometown rested on the shores of Pewaukee Lake and that was big to me, but Lake Michigan was absolutely inconceivable. To help put an image in your mind, Lake Michigan has an area of about 22,406 square miles and runs about 307 miles in length. Its average depth is about 279 feet, while the deepest part of the lake is about 923 feet. However, having such an immense size brings with it large populations of fish, both big and small. Although Native American tribes relied on the lake for both food and transportation for thousands of years, it wasn't until the mid-18th century that fishing was industrialized and turned into a revolution. In 1865, Michigan's Department of Natural Resources started to issue out non-residential licenses, which allowed people from all over the nation to come in and fish commercially. Even though there was an increase in fishermen, there were no rules or limits to the amount of fish one person could catch, or even a limit on the number of permits and licenses distributed by the department. By 1929, there were tens of thousands of anglers benefiting off of the money that fishing in Lake Michigan had brought them. What had aided in the jump of licenses distributed was the technological advancement of gillnets and gasoline engine boats. Then the first real commercial fishing law of substance was enacted in the state of Michigan to help combat that. The law called for size minimums on fish caught, dates that marked the start and end of different seasons, all fishers fishing within Michigan's boundaries on the Great Lakes to be licensed, and so on. Jumping to the other side of the lake, the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin was a thriving port that had seemed to explode in the commercial fishing industry even faster than those back in the state of Michigan. By 1910, upwards of 2 million pounds of fish were being taken from the lake each year. The biggest money makers were Lake Sturgeon, Whitefish, Lake Herring or Chubbs, Perch, and Lake Trout. However, life in the fast lane truly goes by fast. It was just several years later, beginning in the 1920s, when Milwaukee specifically began seeing the slow decline of commercial fishing. The city itself was working to expand in different areas, like wastewater treatment, thus forcing fishing operations up and down the state to fish fewer desirable locations. More notably, invasive species such as sea lamprey, Asian carp, and zebra mussels had quickly worked their way into the Great Lakes system, causing native species to rapidly decline. A hundred years later, the presence of invasive species are still heavily felt and continuing to grow, despite efforts made in Lake Michigan and others. In 2011, Milwaukee's last existing commercial fishing operation packed and finally exited the city. Today's sport fishing has been shaped by the fast-paced history of commercial fishing. The state of Wisconsin has equipped itself with many rules, regulations, and seasons that all anglers dreaming of fishing the massive lake must follow.
Although fishing is allowed year-round, it is only in certain waters and for certain fish at that. Fishing licenses are required at all times if you are over the age of 15, and that still doesn't mean you can fish as you please. There are special stamps and passes you need to acquire for the species you are fishing and whether or not you're using bows, spears, nets, or the simple hookline method. Frustrating to some, the tediousness of going about the hobby is for a good cause. Without the efforts of conservation, fishing like the largest sturgeon to the smallest perch would simply no longer exist, leaving Lake Michigan to be a sad, empty place.